Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering No One Lives, which was requested by... Anna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So I am drinking the Plum Deluxe Portland Rose City Chai. And I did something a little special and I just warmed milk to steep it in. So we will see how that goes. Um, but it's, it's a lot of chai, right? Yeah. Well, it's like... What I've how I've done it before is like half water, half milk. I usually do that too. But for me, it never comes out quite right. So I'm hoping that just the milk, it will make it less watery. It can be difficult to find a good balance. And I feel like it also varies from brand to different brand. Yeah. ones. So yeah. I, it's, I find it difficult to say chai tea because that's basically saying tea tea. <laughs> Because chai means tea. But but I I think most people that are familiar with chai tea knows that it has like very specific I know, it's, flavor profile. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Especially over here. But yeah. technically speaking, chai means tea. So it just feels weird saying tea, tea. tea but anyways, tea. <laughs> it's got uh, <laughs> black tea, rubus tea, Oregon rose petals, cardamom, ginger, cinnamon, lemongrass, blackberry, and almond essence. But yeah, it's definitely the ginger and cinnamon, maybe the cardamom, that I like very much associate with chai tea. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not a chai tea unless if it has that for me. And I chose my tea because I've already had my allotted caffeine for the day. And <laughs> I'm also anticipating the next movie that we're doing, and I'm going to repeat the tea. So, in anticipation of that, I chose Bigelow's Chamomile Vanilla and Honey Herbal Tea. I'm trying to see how that correlates with the next movie we're covering. You'll see when we get there. <laughs> but this one has chamomile, natural vanilla, and honey flavors with other natural flavors, and licorice root. Cool. It's a very calming tea. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. But thank you, as always, to Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, bring yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. We forgot to mention, we are drinking them out of our our merch mugs. Yes. As well. I'm afraid to touch mine, but it's a please don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, she's got the please don't kill me mug, and I've got the I'm going to kill you at some point mug. <laughs> Available on our Teespring. Someday we are going to get like all of our merch mugs, and so we can just yes. cycle through them and I'm surprise have them on, like a shelf up here. Oh, that would be cool! <laughs> a wall of all uh -huh. of our merch. <laughs> that would oh, be I've got cool. plans. <laughs> oh man, I like those plans. <laughs> so, for the summary of No One Lives, credit to IMDb: A gang of ruthless highway killers kidnap a wealthy couple traveling cross country, only to shockingly discover that things are not what they seem. 
Yeah, essentially they find out that they're kidnappers. You, yeah, I know. I IMDb they're, is not that great not, at summarizing. I mean, technically, they're more robbers than highway killers. Than highway killers. They had, according to the movie, that was the first time things went sideways, and they were mad at the dude that killed that family. Yeah. So, not quite accurate. Yeah, <laughs> like they they technically were, but okay, they're. A gang of ruthless criminals, yes, I think, is a That's more better. accurate... Yes, much better. I um, like that better. Yeah, they'll do almost anything to to get money. Yes. Yep. But yeah. So for entertainment, I will give this a 7.25. Like, you know, I don't prefer slashers, but this is, is one... A lot. There was a fair amount of gore in this. Yes, but the, the the gore there's only like once or twice I was like, Ooh. yeah. But the rest of the time, blood. yeah, it wasn't that bad. Talking from someone that doesn't mm-hmm. really like gore, the gore made sense. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't like gory for gore sake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. But I love that this isn't your typical slasher. I feel like the past ten years we've been getting more and more of these like let's put a twist on like I forgot there's like I know there's the movie with the uh, agoraphobia woman who mm-hmm. like uh what would you call someone uh home invaders come yes. and then she ends up being the one that I think like, intruders was what it was called. Okay, but that one was a really good twist. That was good. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, another, I think it's actually a slasher movie, where they kind of like have a twist on it, but I can't, I can't pull if it out of my memory. It, I might be able to help. My memory's kind of shot today. That's fine. So, yeah. yeah. This is our fifth recording, guys. Yeah. Of the same day. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, I love mm-hmm. that... They don't follow the formula, but they do it in an interesting way, in a way that doesn't, like, throw the plot out the window. Yes. There are a lot of movies lately that feel like they have to have a twist, and the twist is either super freaking predictable, or it just doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, like, this one is one of those where if you're re-watching the movie, a lot of the things make sense, mm-hmm. but as a first-time watcher... They're like, very subtle. Like, I didn't, I knew something was going on. I knew something wasn't quite right, but I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was. And then as soon as you find out that the driver is the killer, you're like, it makes perfect sense. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I just love the fact that they build it up to that twist. But I also like that it's literally bad guy versus bad guy. And there is a final girl in there, but she's just thrown in with all of the bad. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, she has a really interesting story because it's not like she's really in that much danger. It's more with the the gang that she's in danger with rather than... she's in danger all around. Well, but it's like, he, he doesn't really seem to want to kill her. Now he'll hurt her, but... That's debatable, but we'll get to that later. Okay, because it's yeah. like, I didn't see any indication that he was had any intention of killing her. Especially since he took a bullet for her. Like, he pushed yeah. her out of the way. Like, he could have easily... Uh, unless if he's more like, I want to keep her in my mind game, 
So even if I get hurt, at least she'll be intact so I can like continue playing with her type of thing. I feel like it's not what he wants to do, but he would do it if he needed to. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it, he is very, he's got a very specific mm -hmm. image in his head on what he wants. Yes. And so if he did kill her, it would be under very specific circumstances. It'd be inconvenient more than anything. Yeah. So, like, he could do it. It would be annoying and inconvenient. He'd feel kind of bad about it, but... Not in the same way that normal people would feel bad about it. Yeah. And he would basically just continue with someone else. Yeah, which I love that they give, they don't give the driver a name. And I love that he's so brutal. Just, it's. I love the brutality. It's like, it's scary, but cool at the same yes. time. Like, you're like, okay, if I was in that situation, I'd be shitting my pants. <laughs> but as a viewer, you're like, that is freaking awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the kills are varied. Yeah, they're they, awesome. Yeah, they're very, like, each one is very unique from the mm -hmm. other. And they also vary in the amount of suffering. Mm -hmm. the, the people, yeah, like, I still feel like the first kill that he does is by far the worst whenever he puts the leader in the the grinder thing that was technically the second kill ethan oh yeah 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 yeah. Ooh. <laughs> might want to rethink it huh i i still think the second one's the worst <laughs> because you're literally like looking down and watching yourself get closer and closer well ethan it was very quick like it just i don't it, know well billy billy took a lot <laughs> Yeah. Billy took a lot. And he died anyways, despite yeah. all of that suffering. He was so close. Yeah, he was so literally in the hospital and, and he was just like, he was like, take care. Yeah. Yeah. So great for an ending scene, though. Yeah, like, I feel like as as someone who isn't a huge fan of slashers, I feel like if you're a horror movie fan, so you're okay with some gore, but you're not a huge slasher fan, this is still a movie you can enjoy because it's not just about gore. the the kills. Mm -hmm. It's it's like you you they go back and show like the how he's psychologically torturing the, yes. the person he kidnapped. And it's just like really it oh man, like whenever he's like explaining why there was no key, the yes. door was un it didn't was have a lock the whole time. Like, oh she my god. She could have left at any point. That, <laughs> just crazy. And it makes me wonder what happened to the other chick yeah. to get to such a, that point, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's just. There's a lot of mental games in this and psychology. And he actually talks about how he thinks and behaves. And he makes the distinction when in the second kill, the boss of the gang called him a serial killer, he's like, no, I'm a numbers guy. We have similarities, but I am not a serial killer. And he goes into his thought process and, and how he behaves. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so overall, while, you know, compared to... The plethora of other horror movies, it's not like that absolutely amazing, but compared to the the typical like slasher horror movie, I feel like it is one that takes a, a different turn that makes it interesting 
And if you want a horror movie that is intense and a little bit, you know, just a little bit different. I mean, it's not like way out there, but just kind of twist the the typical type of slasher movie. I think it's it's worth a watch. Absolutely. Personally, I had seen this movie a, a couple of times before. So this was my, I think, fourth time watching. Mm. <laughs> Good balance there. I think I feel the the cream on my lips. Ooh, that sounded dirty. <laughs> Excuse that, audio listeners. I have milk cream on my lips. Almond milk, milk specifically. Mustache. But anyways, I think <laughs> I think I will do like maybe twenty percent water and eighty percent milk, and then it will be perfect. That sounds like a good balance there. Yeah, there's there's a fine line, and it's hard to find that line. Yeah, <laughs> with chai. But anyway, um, so I want to say this is like my fourth viewing, and each time I watch it, I find something else, some other little tidbit that I missed before, or I can appreciate another aspect of it. So I give it an eight. Dang. Um, I really like this movie. Like, the more I watch it, the more I like it. So... Yeah, there's there's a reason I'm giving it an eight for sure. I'm very glad that someone requested this movie. Thank you again, Grana. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. The brutality of the kills with them still being largely within the realm of possibility and realism. The effects were really good. There were only a couple of nitpicky things that I found that we'll get into in the realism scale that kind of bring it out a little bit, but I love the psychological play in this movie so much. So all around, it's it's just a hit for me. I love it. I am surprised that it did as well as it it does. Like it, I hadn't heard of this movie before yeah. until I found it completely by chance and completely at random and the description i didn't read much of it but it sounded kind of interesting so i put it on on a whim one day and i just was blown away i hadn't heard about it being in theaters or anything i'm pretty sure it was like a straight to streaming or or a straight to video kind of movie it came out in 2013 so it's not like super new but it's not really old either it's just fairly recent-ish, but it was one that there was like no big hype for it or anything. It was just there. So I'm a little sad that it didn't get any of the spotlight that it should. It felt refreshing to watch this kind of slasher because honestly with slasher movies more often than not, it really is just gore for the sake of gore. It's a bunch of death you know it's going to happen. There's a killer, there's a final girl, and there's everybody else that dies in between <laughs> that you don't usually care about at all. And you can barely even distinguish the characters. With this one, you can tell the difference between the different characters. Yeah, they give them varied personalities yes. and looks. and Yes. Yeah. There are arguably two characters that you might get kind of mixed up a little bit. The gang leader's daughter... And the gang leader's girlfriend. Yeah. They were a little bit more flat, but not too bad. On the whole, everybody did a fantastic job. I love the interactions between them. You can see 
the gang leader butting heads with Flynn, who's got major alpha dog syndrome, way too big for his britches, and just serious anger problems and impulse problems. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised that they didn't already, like, kick him out or deal with him in some way, because it it seemed like it was just something was bound to go Uh wrong and he could easily get them caught. Yes. It seemed like, upon rewatching, it seemed like he was fairly new-ish or had been there so long. One of two scenarios. Either he was fairly new but paid enough dues that he was in or he had been there for a good while and just started feeling like he wasn't getting the the authority or respect that he deserved and wanted more than he really could handle so he was chomping at the bit to basically take over yeah so it was a little gray area there it was kind of hard to tell at least personally but i hated that character anyway so (laughs) yeah i i just dislike characters like that in general yeah it kind of reminds me, uh, kind of similar to, like, in Saw 2, the one guy that just, like, turns on everybody, and it just... Yeah. I know the one. I, I feel like there's always that asshole. And, and they usually live, like, the longest. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but this one yeah. did, too. He was one of the last kills. But when he does die, it's very satisfying. <laughs> A little bit so but the again the kills are varied he makes excellent use of terrain of different traps he's very resourceful he uses what he has so at one point he hurts ethan kind of like disables him a little bit with handcuffs to the jaw which as creative I, i don't remember ever seeing that really before and it doesn't kill him he does hit him a couple more times after that, which downs him even further, and then he deals the final blow with the knife. But then he uses the grinder, and then he also hurts Billy Moore with the uh, face to the engine area. <laughs> yeah, so good solid kills. And he is very fit, so you can see him just running... Steady breathing, very calm, very collected the entire time. So it feels very chilling to watch him go through all of this. It was kind of funny when the girl was asking, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, stay fit. Yeah, keeps me fit. (laughs) I didn't do anything. I guess you're just unlucky. (laughs) He's very straightforward and I love it. (laughs) So, um, I also appreciate that there was no fish abuse in this movie. I know it's a completely random point. And more in the <laughs> realism. It wasn't quite in the realism. It brought well, in entertainment. Well, okay, okay, okay. It was just nice as a fish keeper to know that they had a decent sized tank that looked like it was set up decently. Artificial decor notwithstanding. Just personal preference. But it was set up nice. It was clean. It looked like it had everything it actually should have. And there were no fish in it. And it was one of the few movies that the fish tank wasn't broken. It wasn't completely destroyed and shattered for the effects. So bravo. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Random side note. But I appreciate it. 
they gave some good information that we'll get into with the realism in respect to like arterial bleeding and first aid wound care, which I appreciated as well because they don't usually go into that in other movies. Or if they do, they kind of gloss over it or they give bad information. This makes sense. So good call on that. And that's most of what I had for entertainment. Just all around, it's it's a really enjoyable movie, and there's action pretty much from start to finish. Yeah, it there's really no slow parts. Really, the slowest part was whenever he's like outside of the cabin waiting yes. for them. But honestly, that was like one of the most tense yes. parts of the movie because you're like, why you know is he? he's out there somewhere? And you know and he's, he's planning. doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was really tension building. You're wondering if he's trying to figure out a way to burst in or if he's waiting for them to come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you find out that he's setting traps and it's not going to be a good night for them. <laughs> no. So that was, it's great. I, I think you're right. I think the slowest part is like right after they find Emma in the trunk and they're talking and trying to figure out what's actually going on and you're getting those reveals, just setting up for what's to come. <laughs> But even that is super tense. Yeah. Just like, sitting there like, oh shit. Even though it's quote unquote <laughs> slow, it doesn't feel boring yeah. at all. No, there's something going on. Because you're also at the same time processing. Yes. Along with him like, oh my God. <laughs> and in the times when they're like, so like when Billy and what's her face, gang leader's daughter, go to the truck, the Jeep, trying to fix it, they don't know where he is. So they're going over there, they're talking, they're trying to figure out how to fix the car, and you're just wondering the whole time, where is he? It's like, there's a spider somewhere and you don't know where it went. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. So. <laughs> but it's a really, really good movie. <laughs> yeah. So for realism, I... Th this one's a toughie. It is. But it's like, for the most part, it is fairly realistic. Uh -huh. But there are like... A few things that I'm like, mm, I don't know. So I might revise this, but I know it's at least a four. Like for like I was kind of going between like a four to a six because there, it is difficult to to rate this. They do a decent job in this. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just it's like what I think the reason why I didn't go with a six is even though that situation is possible it is just so in the realm of probably not going to happen that that's why i felt more comfortable with a four than a six i don't know it's it's, it's a tough one but ju just with that particular situation happening with yeah. like her being kidnapped and then robbers just so happen to then release her and then she's like oh this is actually like a really horrible killer like what are the chances of that happening <laughs> they're very very low but it's still technically within the realm of possibility yeah still technically but like it's very especially unlikely. considering the guy that initiated it the the dumbass flynn he was really the one that set it in motion the rest of the movie because the gang leader and everybody else were content to let him and Betty, the other girl, go. Yeah. They had already caused enough damage for the day. They were already going to be in enough trouble for the day with the family they had just killed. 
when their other score went sideways. So it was really just Flynn being stupid and not really realizing how monumentally stupid it was. Yeah. But so back to realism. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the first thing is I'm not, I have doubts on how much leverage the girl. I, I, that was tied to the chair, how much leverage she would actually have to be able to cut herself that deep. Like, I could see her being able to totally, like, cut herself, but to the fact that it's, like, almost halfway through her throat, um, the only thing I can think of in the realm of possibility is if they kept that knife really sharp and it was, like, one of those... Because it did look like a hunting knife, mm-hmm. which those are for, like, flaying and... Yeah. Stuff like that. but General purpose for hunting. Yeah. So it's like they would have to keep it as sharp as like one of those like Japanese kitchen knives that you see where they just like... Ginsu knives. Yeah. It's like that's <laughs> the only thing I can think of of making it like even if she didn't have a whole lot of leverage, her still being able to cut her throat that deep. The next thing is, of course, the driver hiding inside of Ethan. Mm-hmm. The, the the big guy. Yes. Like, not only was there a ton of blood, which would make it hard to breathe, but the fact that it's just, uh, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is maybe if he had the back of him kind of like slit open a little bit so he could breathe through it. But I don't know. He was know. facing forward because when he came out of the back. Yeah, so that's there. why. Yeah. And like, that's the only way that he could have possibly been able to breathe while inside him giggity um but but besides that like the fact that he is facing forward i'm like how are you able to breathe like that just doesn't seem possible because you got blood lack of fresh air it just yeah and then oh man i thought of another point oh the the girl whenever she is captured and she's in the the room or dungeon or whatever the fact that she didn't even check the door. Like, for the movie, it sucks because it is a really cool, like, psychological, like, this is how messed up this guy is and how much he messes with his victims. But it just seems a little bit crazy that she wouldn't even check the door to see if she can somehow get out and then just stumble upon the fact, oh, the door is actually open. Now, what would have been really good, I think, is if she was smart enough to like open the door and start to escape, but then he already had a backup to prevent her from escaping. So it's like even like more psychologically like damaging or whatever where it's like she is so close but then not quite there i don't know i feel like they could have changed it a little bit because she did seem like a pretty smart character and it almost seemed a little out of character that she didn't at least check the door even you know if you're not expecting if you're expecting it to be locked you would still try and like i saw there's bars on the top of the door like she could have seen if she could wiggle them free or and somehow fit through or you know something of that sort but yeah and there there's little like nitpicky things here or there like the way that like would he really have been able to get into the hospital and like pretended to be a doctor like it seemed like in a hospital you're working with a lot of the same people 
So you and there's a lot of security measures in place. Yeah, so it just it seems a bit unlikely. With the injuries that Billy had, he likely would have been in the ICU. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and um and then the fact that he was able to push the clipboard into the like I can understand strangling someone with a clipboard by pressing down and like crushing their trachea or something, but it was actually penetrating through his neck where there's like blood and stuff. I don't know. I'm with enough force I could see it. But how much force? Because it seems like it'd be a lot of force mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Like, I don't know. In my mind, it seemed more likely it would just crush and smoosh everything to where he couldn't breathe. I don't know. I could technically see it, but only just. But yeah, I mean, there there's little things here or there on like disputing on whether or not he the whole concept of like him and Emma, him wanting to go through all of that trouble and stuff. I don't know. It, it's like you would I would have to know a little bit more about his backstory and where he's coming from to truly understand, because from what we know, with a lot of like historical serial killers, they might initially capture someone to quote unquote keep them, but they tend to still kill them at the the end. But he's not a serial killer. Well, OK, <laughs> but he is. I don't know. He he definitely has some sort of motive, though. And it I I saw it as part of his ritual, and he was still acting through that ritual. It hadn't been completed yet with her. Hmm. Maybe. But then it like brings to the thought. Well, how does he choose? Anyway, is it semantics? They didn't go through that because there wasn't enough time in the movie. I would love a prequel. <laughs> I'd love a prequel. <laughs> but yeah, without having more information, it's hard to yeah. tell like how much in the realm of possibility that is. But yeah, it's like, I could see it happen depending on the mm -hmm. circumstance. I could see it. So I actually give it a five. This movie does a really decent job. Like on the whole, everything is fairly realistic. There are a few nitpicky things. Like on the whole, the effects are really good, but like with the... The next slicing thing with Betty, her blood in particular was very watery. Yeah, I think as far as an effects standpoint, they did that so that way it gushed out better. Yeah. But yeah, I totally I see get, I get the reasoning behind it, but it didn't have quite the same effect. It yeah. took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, wait a minute. And <laughs> if I remember right, right <laughs> it did seem like the blood looked a little bit lighter than um, it. I could be wrong. No, the color, at least to me, looked about right. It was just that it was so watery. Like, it gushed out a bit too much. <laughs> I do agree. I feel like the the knife wouldn't have gone quite as deep normally. Now, it could also be that in his panic, Ethan pulled back. That's true. While she was pushing forward, because he wasn't expecting that at all. And it was just such an off-the-wall situation that, like... He jerked back and made it worse, potentially. Yeah, that's very true. So that is one way it could have gone that deep without it normally have been so. So that one, it's hard to gauge that particular death. But I want to know when the guy went, the killer, Big Bad, went into Ethan, naked by the way, <laughs> Which says some things psychologically, I feel like. <laughs> but where did Ethan's organs go? And a lot of his bone structure? 
Because they would have been in the way for the dude to yeah, climb his in. Spine. His like spine, how... his rib cage. Like, there's a lot there. Yeah, they're all attached. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. And if he removed a lot of those things to make space, appropriate space for himself, because he wasn't like a small dude. He's, I mean, he's thin. He's fit for sure. But he's not a tiny dude. No. <laughs> like he needs some space. I don't care how flexible he would be <laughs> to be able to cram himself in there. You're going to need some space, dude. So taking out the necessary bits, one, it would have taken a lot of time. Two, where did he put it all? Because we only saw blood on the floor, not organs or other viscera or bones. But if he took a lot of those things out to make room for himself, how were What's-Her-Face, gang leader's girlfriend, and Billy able to carry Ethan's remains and the dude without the dude falling out through the back? Yeah. Yep. Not to mention, how would he breathe? <laughs> there's, there's a lot in there. <laughs> So that was the biggest thing that seemed unrealistic to me. Yeah, I agree. Cool as it was. The imagery of him coming out. Yeah, you're like, holy crap. (laughs) Oh my god. It's very impactful. Extremely. It was metal ass fuck. (laughs) Very, very impactful scene. Sick imagery. And the... The blood like dripping off him. It was a good consistency, good color and everything. It makes a point. It makes a statement. But not exactly realistic. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Very great movie movie effects and working there. Not realistic. <laughs> I do also appreciate that he didn't clean it off before standing. Yeah. Staring at the house. So like, Emma opens the door and sees him and she's like, nope, <laughs> staying in the house. I'm going to wait a little bit and have him kill some of you first. <laughs> I'll get away while he's killing you guys. <laughs> yeah. See, that's one thing that I forgot to mention. That is mm-hmm. one thing. It's like she did mention, oh, while he's killing you, I'll try and escape. But then she like didn't actually try to escape, really. She was biding her time, which I thought was very smart. Emma, throughout the whole movie, is very smart and resourceful. Yeah, she looks like a very calculating person. Yes, she is extremely capable. She clearly has had at least some level of self-defense training, and she is smart. She thinks through things, and she pushes through pain. So in the very, very beginning, when she ends up stepping on broken glass and the piece goes into her foot, she stops only briefly to remove the piece of glass, bind her foot, keeps the glass because that's a good weapon that was really and then continues forward though you know that had to have hurt like a son of a bitch yeah it had to have hurt running on that i feel like she would have limped a little in the run but she didn't but still yeah adrenaline's a good thing struggling noises or something yeah yeah but she was also full-on adrenaline and she knew that he was coming So she was trying to get as far away as she could, as fast as she could. And she was so close to the road when she hit that snare. Man. (laughs) Yeah. But she makes good plays and she thinks through things really well. She keeps biding her time and weighing her options and thinking, you know what? It's best if I don't do this quite yet. I can find a better opportunity. This risk is not quite worth it. 
So she does a really good job throughout the whole movie, and I appreciate it. She's not just the stupid girl that happens to make it through the whole thing. I am also surprised, though, that after the wreck, Flynn was able to get the trailer rehitched to the car. Because it came off the car, and the car went fishtailing and, and swerved into a tree. Which, you do see the dent, which I also appreciate that they kept that in there. And, uh... They didn't just be like, oh no, this car has no damage whatsoever, and we got the trailer reattached. No, it actually does have damage to the body. <laughs> so, thank you for consistency. But having it rehitched to the car, <laughs> not quite sure about that. I'm also not quite sure. I wish they showed the dimensions of the area he kept Emma in in the car a little better. Because I feel like where it was at, it probably wouldn't have had the space needed. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Again, they didn't show that much of it. The only thing I can think of of it making sense, which they don't show in the movie, is if it's just like a false back where there's actually more room than what it looks like. But like he essentially almost like halved his trunk or which inserted it probably, or whatever. Probably, but I feel like it was a little further back what they did show. Yeah. So it's it's hard to gauge that one. It just seems a little little sus. Small sus. Again, the description of the arterial bleeding and the effects of the arterial bleeding and then the first aid care for it was really good and insightful. And I appreciate it. They even mention it's not like in movies where someone gets stabbed in the jugular vein or a different artery and they just bleed out and die like that. <laughs> They're immediately dead. It's not like that. It does take a little bit. It's very fast, but it does take some time. But because they're losing so much blood so fast, it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to render aid yourself. You have a very, very, very small amount of time. Because you're going to have <laughs> a lot of dizziness, nausea, and your energy's just going to go down. Not to mention coordination kind of goes out the window. <laughs> so it's extremely important to get that first aid immediately. And it definitely helps when someone else is there to do it for you. <laughs> yep. So, and keeping the wound above the heart to make, to make it easier. There's less blood or it takes a little while longer for the blood to pump to that area. So it's pumping out a little slower. <laughs> and can stop the bleeding a little faster and binding the wound very, very tightly. So, thank you for describing it accurately. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I don't understand, though, how that much of Billy's blood gets through the AC system to hit the other chick in the face when they're repairing the Jeep. That seemed a little off to me. I can see some of it getting through. I, I just... I don't see that much getting through and the car's still working after like the other people get to it and crank it and it works just fine. They're able to drive off. <laughs> so that part, I'm not an expert. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not. But it just seemed a little mild sus. <laughs> Medium sus. <laughs> and then with gang leader's girlfriend, that has to have been the quietest shower curtain ever. Yeah. But it's like obviously the the plasticky, yeah, yeah. But for them to not be that far away, 
Motel rooms are not that soundproofed. <laughs> Even with water going, they would have heard some kind of struggle. I know he was very quick, but they would have heard some of that. Especially the way he tied up the curtain to hold her up. Yeah. They would have heard a lot of that. <laughs> also, bravo. He moved very quick for that. Yeah. To position her like that. Very quick. That was very fast. So mm, timing on that was... <laughs> and for them to not have heard it at all. <laughs> and they just opened the, the door to the bathroom and she's positioned. So um, apart from that, like you said, it's I don't think it's easy that easy to impersonate a doctor. For him to be able to get the cloak or the coat, doctor's coat, and walk through there with no badge or anything, get into the guy's room, which if he's not in the ICU, which I would be shocked if he wasn't, then he would have been in recovery or something. But with that kind of situation, I feel like they would have had someone posted most likely with the injuries that he had, some cop or something. Because when he does come through, if he comes to, then they're going to want a statement and figure out what the heck happened. Like, did someone do this to you? Because clearly someone dropped him off at the emergency entrance. So what happened, my dude? <laughs> they were picking buckshot out of his neck. Well, plus the fact that like he went in there with no disguise or anything. Like, yeah. The hospitals these days typically have cameras. Yeah. Even back in uh -huh. 2012, 2013. Yes. <laughs> so it just seemed like a huge risk and very confusing how he was able to get in there, impersonate a doctor, kill the dude, and leave. And he, the guy, Billy, was hooked up to all these different monitors. None of them coded when he died. So there was no rushing to the room yeah. from various nurses or doctors or anything. Just that part seemed really off. And then when he comes out of the hospital, Emma's arriving, which interesting timing there, but okay. <laughs> and he was standing right there in full view of media cameras, <laughs> video cameras and regular photo cameras, bulb slashing and everything. So his face is all over that footage. If she's coherent enough to know that he was there, which I'm pretty sure she was, then she could easily point police to that footage and be like, that's him. This is the guy that did this to me. He's the one that took me. He's the one that caused all these injuries that I have scars from and everything. He's the one that killed these people. I saw him do most of it. This is him. Yep. Then they know who to look for. So it just seemed like an unnecessary risk. And it seemed very out of character for someone as calculating and as ruthless as he is. I can see him making sure there's no loose ends. So finding a way to kill Billy so he doesn't talk. Sure. I get that. That's fine. I accept that. I don't accept how he did it. But I accept it. <laughs> that he would kill Billy just to make sure he doesn't talk. But the way he goes about it. No. Call him bull. Out of character. That's what I got. Went a little over time, didn't we? <laughs> I know, but there was a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of meat to this movie. Pun intended? Sure. Why not? <laughs> but, like, overall, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to pretend that it's, like, the best slasher out there. 
or it's the best like twist movie out there but it's it's a pretty solid it's, movie it knows what it is yeah. and it does it pretty well yeah so if you haven't seen this movie uh yet i recommend checking it out absolutely so but thank you everyone for joining us today and please comment on what you thought of the movie if you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Discord, and most places <laughs> you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have our Teespring with our lovely mugs and shirts and other merch available. <laughs> and we have our PayPal or our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe. Again, it does not affect the price of the tea. It just allows us to continue to do what we love. You'll find all of the sites mentioned in the link below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.